So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What a week. What a week in professional wrestling. One of the most talked about men in the business is back in the business. The man for the better. Uh, The the man man is back. We'll talk about the man, and we'll talk about the man who's from the best pro wrestling city in the world, two bars, four stars, baby, Chicago, Illinois, very own CM Punk. We're getting into all of it. Pro wrestling, guys. We're not talking about John Moxley today. He is a good guy. He is a... John Moxley's not on the docket. That's the guy from the best wrestling city in the world. Ooh, oh, 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 yeah. He just threw a curve. Pro wrestling is, a, is in a very uh, fun time right now. We'll get into it. It's this week's Inside Cradle for Sports Gator Wrestling. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out. I am Kev Kellum. Rick Uchino with us once again, returning to Earth from the planet Las Vegas. <laughs> Dude, uh, I am still uh, trying to reacclimate to the Eastern Time Zone. It felt like, it felt like Sunday, about Sunday evening, because my flight got delayed until Monday morning. Uh, Rick was like at SummerSlam. If you're, yeah. if, you, if you don't, if you weren't aware, I finally got used to West Coast time, and then it's like, nope, you're, you're going home. home. And then I lost three hours of my day by doing that, because uh, it sucks when you go from West Coast to East Coast. Because <laughs> yeah. flight leaves at eight o'clock, and suddenly you arrive. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. And you're like, where the hell is my damn day gone? <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm still a little hungover and still a little jet lag. But I'm here, damn it, I'm trying. Let's be hungover. Let's talk to the birthday boy uh, in Nebraska if he. Has- ask you you did a randy orton pose there but you got you got the hands bro. up lightly you know yeah, uh, yeah. oh he was bro. talking about the all of his buddies bottom shots last night Mr. well Jerry. yeah, Jerry, yeah. Jerry, yeah. Jerry shot, 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 shots yeah shot, i i went out last night and i got my birthday tonight so i kind of split it up so i don't have all the shots tonight oh, i so can hear it i can hear it smart smart i'm uh, smart. we got lots to talk That's about today a lot to get into. CM Punk is back in the business. What does this mean for wrestling as a whole? Not just AEW, obviously. He is back in AEW. It was a spectacular moment. I was there. Uh, you guys can check out uh, the, this past week's top stories. We also have a clip of that big entrance that was able to gather that is up on our socials as well. Uh, we also have the sneaky teases of AEW. What are these sneaky, sneaky teases that AEW is already doing? Because it isn't enough. That we got CM Punk and he seismically changed the world. All right. Is Jericho actually going to retire? Jericho teases this with the upcoming AEW All Out pay per view on September 5th. And we will talk about the man, Becky Lynch. A lot to get into on today's show. A lot to hop into here. Uh, but let's jump right into our lead off. Also, we do have fan questions and different things like that for you guys watching on demand, uh, watching live as this premieres. Uh, we want you guys to jump into the comments below and we'll respond to these in the days ahead. So if you see us actually respond, we're going to do it with the Sports Kid Wrestling channel. 
Uh, and thank you guys to everyone who subscribed to our YouTube channel, which is hopefully, maybe even by the time you hear this, cracking 20,000 subscribers. So close. So close. So close. It's on the horizon. So CM Punk, no longer the voice of the voiceless, but he nope. is uh, definitely the uh, the the <laughs> reeler of the ratings uh, because he Ooh. scored a huge, huge number in his debut mm -hmm. for AEW Rampage. The show went from 750,000 overnight viewers to nearly 1.2 overnight viewers uh, in the next week. Is that good? I think that's pretty good. For Friday, good. Uh, Friday late, yeah. For a Friday, Friday night show, 10, 9 p.m., uh, and, and also a show that was sold out live on a rumor. Do I dare say that moved the needle? Uh, it did move yeah. the needle. I was going to say, they did a million plus with no official advertisement whatsoever that CM Punk was going to be there. Exactly. None. None. Uh, and, and it was a huge deal. I was there. It felt like a moment. Mm -hmm. uh, there were some, there were, I've, I've mentioned there were other issues with the show and other things, right? But it was so special. It was absolutely one of the biggest moments of the year in the professional wrestling business. It's what fans have wanted for years. They've wanted this for years. Maybe they even wanted this when he was in WWE. They wanted something like this, right? Yeah. Uh, this was so special. And, and now he's here. Uh, he did his second appearance just last night in Milwaukee, Phil Walkie, as he called it, because he was training up there for MMA. Uh, and business is good. Wonder what that number is going to be like. Obviously, they're already sold out for all out. Now it's, is this going to do it for pay-per-view? Is it going to be a massive draw on pay-per-view for AEW? And we're talking traditional pay-per-view, $50 a pop. What say you, Jeremy? Is Does Punk continue to, to move the proverbial needle that he's not supposed to move, according to Roman Reigns? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think he does. I mean, you saw the reactions, uh, not just in the uh, in Milwaukee last night, but worldwide. You know, everybody is excited for Punk. And then he broke the Internet again last night by basically saying somebody else is all elite without saying he's all elite. Um, but, yeah, he does move the needle. I'm very curious to see what that dynamite number is going to be. Uh, literally, probably. Probably, I would say two and a half hours from when we're recording right now is probably when that number is going to drop. So, uh, you know, I I I expect that number to be pretty big. It's probably going to be the, you know, do you guys think it'll be bigger than the 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 debut episode of Dynamite, Rick? Uh, I would say yes because they are actually advertising. Um, you know, CM Punk this time around, he actually did show up. Now they were able to promote that he was going to be there for four or five days, what have you. Everybody was pumped. Uh, just look at the look at the amount of merchandise. Look at the mm. lines. Look at the websites that have been crashed uh, since this guy came back. He hasn't even wrestled yet. He took down he, the Bone Soldier. He doesn't. He hasn't even put on a pair of tights yet. He hasn't laced up the boots. And this guy's the talk of the wrestling world because he's that good. He's that damn good. When that man speaks. You're captivated. You're drawn in. You listen to every word that he says. And it's going to be even better this time around because the shackles are off. There, there's, there's nothing holding CM Punk back. He can say whatever the hell he wants with very little consequence. Case mm -hmm. in point, last night, drop in the big Daniel Bryan. Just the crowd. My God, man. Like, seriously. Everybody's losing their minds. Yes, yes, yes. CM Punk just gets this big old smile on his face and just goes, now that's somebody else's shtick. Just be a little bit more patient on that one. And the crowd loses. Oh. It was so good. It was just perfect in that moment. Internet melted. My only question is, and it's a very valid question because he hasn't stepped foot in the ring in seven years. And he even admitted him 
himself uh, at the end of Rampage last week during the press call. He hasn't done a whole lot of extensive in-ring training. Can he still go? Mm -hmm. If he can go, if he can still wrestle, we've seen guys older than him still be able to compete at a high level. Guys like Edge, guys like Bobby Lashley, obviously. Daniel Bryan is not uh, as old as, as CM Punk, but he, he's right around there. We know he can still go. If Punk can get back in the ring and he's even half as good as he used to be, this is a game changer. Absolute game changer for AEW. He's a young 42 because he's been out of the game for seven years. He still has a bump card. It's close to being filled up, yeah. but he hasn't been taking bumps for the last seven years. He's healthy. I think, I think that's, that's, a critical, that's, healthy. Yeah, that's a critical thing. He's been training athletically for fighting. All right. Uh, he, he's mentally still very, very sharp. He's been doing the acting. He's been creative, you know, uh, and also you can tell, I don't think this is uh, an off speculation. He looks very motivated. He looks oh. very, very motivated. Uh, it looks like the uh, almost the, uh, for lack of a better phrase, the edge that he had in WWE that made him so exciting was his resentment of creative limitations and different things that he has. He doesn't have those there. Yeah. He, to me, it's the perfect guy for AEW, where he's from the independent. He's a wrestler that is very much meant for men of a certain age and, and, and a punk rock crowd. He is that guy. It's It's a better fit. All the things he could do in WWE, he's kind of already done, you know, outside of headlining WrestleMania, right? Uh, and if that is the one thing he wants to do, could he still do it? Who knows? You know, we don't know. We also don't know the length of his deal with with AEW here. We don't know how long it is, but it looks very, very healthy. He would not come back to wrestling, and he said for the for a, unless it was a boatload of money. Uh, and, and also that merch money, he's absolutely, he's always been making that money. Now he's making probably a lot more. So this is all as Tony Khan put it in an interview, uh, you know, with Lebetardi, uh, this past week, best deal he's ever made, you know, mm -hmm. some debated, some debated, he probably already made this money back in merch. Yeah, probably, yeah. probably de depending on what the terms of the deal were. And, mm -hmm. and look, punk would not be back if this wasn't the right situation. And, and, he, again, going back to that press conference that he had uh, after Rampage on Friday, he said he, he was talking to Tony Khan for 18 months. Mm -hmm. It took Tony Khan 18 months to prove to CM Punk that it was worth coming back to professional wrestling and that AEW was different. And yeah, they, they said it in the media scrum, too. Like they're, they're, We're not going to do this with no crowd either. So we got to wait for that right moment once the crowds come back. And uh, obviously that time was now and then. You 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 do like a pop up show in Chicago. This was you know basically not on the not on the schedule. Uh, you That's know, a good way of describing it too. A pop up, yeah. yeah. It was uh you know it, who's it, doing it, that? It, who's, who's, who's announced? That's like that's like W saying, hey, we're gonna be at uh, the Garden in two weeks. And <laughs> and and, <laughs> and, like... and in two weeks before you run a pay per view in that same city as well. I mean, three times. Yeah. They're going to yeah. run Chicago three more times. Yeah. All right, we get it, Kev. Chicago. No, but I'm saying like, if they did this anywhere, right? If go, they did this, Cubs, go. It, don't you dare say go. Cubs. Go, Cubs, go. This is, hey, we're in Sox territory, baby. And I know who's going to be in the playoffs, okay? I know who's going to be there, all right? So it's, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, so, yeah, sound off in the comments here, guys. Uh, we challenge you, by the way, 
for you guys watching the comments to tell us what AEW Punk Dream matches you want to see. All right, so uh, fire off on those. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely want to read yours. Uh, if you're in the comments, let us know what you guys think of those before. Uh, Rick, he's now there. We know he's getting yeah. Darby Allen. Yes. But let's just have fun here. Make a couple of matches down the line. Jeez. You know, make a couple of matches down the line. What are we teasing? Yeah. Do we are we getting a program here with Darby? I think this is more than a one match scenario here. I I would say so. I think Darby is the perfect, absolute perfect, uh, first opponent for him. This is a guy that um can can flat out go in the ring. We all know that, but it's perfect for a guy like Punk because Darby can could really, for a sense, carry this match. Punk is a great ring general. He's got years of experience. Punk can can call this match on the fly. They can plan it however they want to do it. There's a lot of different ways they can go. But Punk can be a veteran presence in this match while Darby still carries most of it physically. Um, so I think this is a, a tremendous first opponent for him. I, I don't think there's a prayer that he loses this opening matchup. But, I mean, there there's, there's so many there. Uh, I mean, Kenny Omega. I mean, come on. I mean, the, I, I would think it would be almost insane for him not to eventually get in the AEW world title picture. But I mean, you got Kenny Omega, you've got hangman, Adam page. Um, you've got jungle boy, uh, for crying out loud. I mean, there's a number of great spots. And if you want to go down the, the rabbit hole and, and go down the history, I would love to see CM Punk and John Moxley. I'd love to mm-hmm. see CM Punk and this John Moxley, uh, mm-hmm. go at it. So I don't know. Punk has talked about before in the past how he wants to wrestle new people, so maybe he doesn't necessarily uh, have John Moxley high but, up on his list. But Punk said he's never wrestled John Moxley. That's true. He wrestled that one guy that uh, John that uh, Roman Reigns got thrown out of WWE. That Dean Ambrose guy. <laughs> yeah, that damn Roman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of possibilities here. I think but, the combinations of him with younger wrestlers, and those are the ones he keeps dropping, right? Yeah. He right. keeps, he keeps saying, if I say their name, it means something. The first name I ever said on television was Britt Baker. And that was important. There was a yeah. meaning to that. Uh, I think him with a Ricky Starks is interesting. Mm, yeah. Uh, I, I think him with a bunch of different new names is interesting. I think him with, uh, the, the, the box, he's never had a match with the box. He's never done anything with the box. Uh, and, uh, so it's all very interesting and you want to go even further. And I don't think this is going to happen for a while. I don't even think this is going to happen in 2022, maybe near the end of his deal. At some point he's wrestling in Japan. At some point he's wrestling in new Japan and he's doing the Tokyo dome and he's doing some type of spectacle there, uh, in some form or another. Can Uh, you imagine this January wrestle kingdom and you've got Brian Danielson and CM Punk on that card? That that's the other match that I we couldn't even bring up yet because yeah. we're all assuming that you know Brian Danielson is going to be there, but we're going to get another Punk and, and Brian match at some point. And, I, and, I think and, it has to happen. Imagine, and that, imagine also, that, that, was, that imagine underrated. that tag team match. Though. Imagine that tag team match though. Punk the and Danielson, finest, dude, the put, world's put, finest, put, Batman and Superman. Put Punk and Danielson together against the Young Bucks. Woo! Seven stars, Money. seven stars, man. Money. And you want to talk about just a match that will sell itself on star power alone punk versus sting one-on-one marquee I mean, that that's right there if punk beats darby allen at all out then he calls out sting Ooh. let's go after papa bear now why the hell Ooh. not yeah. i mean jesus if i don't know how much sting has left in the tank and sting hasn't done any one-on-one matches i don't believe he's been all doing tag no. 
Arby's. He's been, he's been, he moves, he still moves well the, in the ring. The motherfucker I mean, got slammed through a table and no sold it. All right. I love that. Jesus, I love that. It is, it is worth noting. It is worth noting. Spinal stenosis, nothing to mess with. All right. Yeah. Uh, 62. When he did these matches, did he take back bumps? Yes, but they were very selective back bumps. Yes. That's why they did all the brawling because then mm. he, could, he you could move into something you don't have to take, as you call a, a you don't have to take a flat punishment as they as they call it sometimes in wrestling. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do the jarring of the body. So uh, maybe maybe there's a Chicago street fight for CM Punk and Sting down. Yeah, there. that'd be a good idea. And um, I, I I fully expect uh, Punk to win at all out, but I fully expect Darby to get a win back somewhere soon down the line. That would be great television. Yeah, that's Otherwise, another thing. At some point, he's gonna wrestle on TV. You know. Uh, oh yeah. So. Oh, he, he's, he's he's not part time. So, yeah. Speaking of uh, great television, one name we didn't bring up: Punk and MJF. Oh, the the promos, the promos. <laughs> My God, how about Ray, how about how about Ray Phoenix too, man? Oh. Think of all the people in AEW where it's it's supposed to be like an open notebook, and Tony Khan has the pen oh. and you pitch right. Um. Or excuse me, an open text thread. That's what we've been told. This they they book through text, which is oh uh, yeah, I guess it makes sense, right? There's a Google there's a Google Doc somewhere. Right? It, is it is 2021. It is 2021. How how many people lining up uh, in front of TK's office pitching something for CM Punk, right? Uh we will talk about Chris Jericho's in-ring career. Is it coming to an end? But I do want to talk about this as we do have an AEW heavy show. We will talk WWE SummerSlam was huge, but you know, these are these are topics that people are getting into. And that's what the inside cradle is. It's deeper dives. We go into deeper dives and we do all of our fantasy booking sets. So we want to hear from you guys. Want to hear about this? The sneaky teases. They are so the good sneaky, at these sneaky teases. Hi, April. Uh, yeah, so give, give this I'll up get, to me I'll here. Do that. Don't, I'm going to go Hawkeye here. Don't give me hope. All right. right. Like, I, I had a brief moment of hope. Like, seriously. AJ Lee and Britt Baker. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding when I said my initial reaction when I heard Punk was coming back was, okay, that's great. What about AJ Lee? That was my first reaction, and that was shame on me because I forgot how great Punk is, and I didn't realize how much I missed him until he was back on my television screen. AJ then, Lee is CM Punk's wife, for those not in the know. You remember her? her and then Britt Baker was at a con just recently and said she would love to do a, uh, a mixed tag match with uh, AJ Lee and CM Punk against uh, herself and uh, a Somebody certain baby. A certain baby. A certain AC, shall we a say certain, AC? A certain Lay guy. This out to me. What what were they doing with the sneakers here? For those that don't know, they need to know. Yeah, so CM Punk on the bottom of his sneaks uh, on Rampage had uh, two letters written on him on Friday. Those were the letters AC. And then uh, last night on Dynamite had two different letters written on his sneaks. BW, AC, AC Slater. BW. A lot of people, not just myself, uh, are able to put two and two together here and go, oh, hey. Adam Cole, baby, and Bray Wyatt. Those, who knows if there's any validity. Could be something completely different. Could be an inside joke uh, for Punk. It could just be him being a master troller. But AEW, we've seen this before. They are great with the Easter eggs. They are fantastic yeah. with the Easter eggs, and usually they follow through on them. They are Marvel-level good at the Easter eggs uh, in AEW. Uncle Dave, Uncle Dave says there are three uh planet shifting signings coming to AEW. One was Punk, two is Danielson, and he said three is gonna be Wyatt. 
And so, and he just announced that I think on his uh, observer last week, possibly that Wyatt was uh, expect Wyatt to be all elite, and that'd be the third big signing for that company. And that doesn't mean that there's not a fourth on the way because Adam Cole's contract, according to Fightful Select, does not expire until tomorrow. Friday. So uh, Adam Cole could be hitting the market. Uh, he, of course, wrestled in a very arduous match that I don't think people gave enough love to in NXT TakeOver 36. <laughs> Again, hard to follow. <laughs> hard, it was a hard match. They had to go on after that brilliant Ilyana Dragunov and Walter oh, match, which sh- is the match of the match year. Match of the year. Match of the uh, year. But, yeah, but NXT's <laughs> dead, right, Jeremy? Uh, I never we, said it was dead. I said, I know. As Get you into know that it. debate. If you want to hear it, Jeremy and I yell at each other. Yell him, uh, kill him, yell him, kill him. Hang on. It's not dead yet. I, I called it the Why end of an era. Save that for later. You're going to get a piece too. I, I called it the piece. end of an era, just like Triple H and Undertaker. The end of an era. I can take that. I can take that. Uh, but the sneaky, submission, the, the sneaky suspicion here is that he's teasing all these different things here. Now, the thing is, at one point, does AEW say we're not going to keep signing all the big people that leave there? Uh, we've seen the memes. They pulled up the AEW poster for All Out, and the people put WWE faces and all the different WWE people. Well, first off, they also put one on Sting. If we're sure. calling Sting a WWE guy, what are we even doing? Right. What are we even doing? The only reason that Vince brought him in there was so he could bury WCW once again. Uh, the, yeah, was the, I mean, for the better part, uh, I'll, I'll debate that. But for the better, for the better part of the last, you know, twenty years, he is a WWE guy because that's where people saw his stuff. You know, and DVDs and, and the network. And I mean, if you're a younger fan, he's a WWE guy. WCW, I mean, is WCW technically is owned yeah. by WWE. So, yeah. yeah. So but he's not a WWE guy. But I'm you, saying for somebody who's 15, they don't know the difference. You say that they, they bring in all these WWE guys. But the problem was WWE put so many people under their thumb for so long to try to keep them from coming out. But then, you know, these people are so and tired of going to do the same thing. They're, They're so tired the of guys are going to have their tag on them. Yeah, this is branding, guys. This is what it but is. What 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 keeps them? Look how much they've expanded in two years. What keeps them from expanding further into uh, a third show or something even bigger? Oh, you know, they will. They will yeah. because they have to. Yeah. They almost have to. They almost need more than three hours of live programming right now. Yeah, we don't have Daniel Bryan yet. We don't have Bray Wyatt yet. We don't have possibly uh, Adam Cole yet. Not to mention the fact that there are a bevy of female superstars. That's what I'm waiting for AEW to do. I'm waiting for them to load up on their women's division because there are a lot, a mm. lot of free agents out there. We're going to get a, a wild card or a joker uh, at all out. So maybe that's going to be uh Ruby Riot, Ruby, or, Ruby, 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 Ruby. So Soho, what, uh, whatever she's going by these days. Uh, so that, that could possibly be the case. Could be somebody I, bigger. We could got, be, could get April Lee out of this. And you, know? you got the Iconics still uh, uh, sitting out there at free agency. Iconics too. reportedly uh, get, drawing some interest from uh, from Impact. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bevy of options out there. They're going to need to add more time. And the interesting thing is here, for anybody who's out there saying AEW is just pulling in all these WWE guys, wait until some of these contracts start to expire. Yeah. And some of the AEW people start jumping ship. Who, we're getting really who do you who do you think's the first guy to jump? We're getting to that. Mm, okay, we're getting to that right now. Let's talk about a man who went on television last night in Milwaukee for AEW. I know this is such a, a WWE a non WWE focused show, but we're going to get to is this going to be a WWE focused show in a minute? <laughs> the biggest signing that AEW had when they did their initial announcement in Jacksonville, Florida, the shadow of TIAA Stadium. That really put them on the map was it 
Kenny Omega? Was it the Bucks? Was it that collective of Ring of Honor guys that came over? No, it was Chris Jericho. Yep. Chris yeah. Jericho goes on television, says that he needs one more match with, with MJF. He needs to know if he can actually beat MJF, and he will put his career on the line at AEW all out September 5th on pay-per-view. If he does not defeat him, he will leave AEW and he will go to commentary. So okay. it's worth noting he did not say he was going to he was going to leave wrestling, you know. Yeah, right. Important, right. Very important distinction. He said he will never wrestle for AEW again. Very yeah. important context there on that sentence. He will yeah. never wrestle for AEW. Again, doesn't mean he can't wrestle in Impact, New Japan, whatever forbidden doors. But he, wide here's open. where it gets more complicated. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer R Radio, reporting that Chris Jericho's contract with AEW is up in January. Uh, and the terms of whether or not he has signed a new one or any type of extension that would allow him to continue to be an in-ring performer is unclear. Chris Jericho's rocking wrestling rager at sea which will feature some tape content for AEW is going down. They had to do some different things because of COVID. They will have split rosters and all this different stuff. A cool collaboration. I mean, I remember the, the one Dynamite they did on the cruise was really, really special. Yeah, that's like where uh, the singing of Judas was born was on the cruise. Yeah, so, so it's going to be a, a really special time here. Uh, and certainly an interesting few months here. Now, that also adds a whole lot more to this match coming up at All Out. What uh, If Jericho is indeed in a space where you don't have him locked into a deal past January. And that's just right now. And you need him to give the rub to someone else. This seems like a situation to do that. This seems like another opportunity to allow MJF, that bratty son of a bitch, to get <laughs> something that he can wave in front of somebody like his ring and his Burberry scarf. And now say, I have the head of Jericho here in AEW. And now I want your title. This is a perfect launching pad to get him there. Uh, but is this a way for Jericho to leave all elite wrestling? I don't think that's exactly true. But if you don't think WWE is going to try or at least look into it, come on. They would at least have it. It'd be, it'd be stupid not to look into it. I, I think Vince would want Jericho to, to kind of like, you know, like when a major league baseball team brings back an aging player just so he can retire with that team that first drafted him. 100%. I think Vince would want Jericho back just so he could retire. Bring back my general. Bring, right. I, want, I, I want you. I want to I want, come back and come back and finish it at home. I, and here's the thing: Jericho's a smart guy. He's 50 yeah. years old. How much longer does he actually want to go? And you know, he's he's never really been one to to slam the door or burn bridges or anything like that. Also, you look at the, the Stone Cold Broken Skull session uh, on the right. on on the WWE Network as an AEW guy. Right. You look at the landscape of AEW, and I go. Does AEW need Chris Jericho? Two years ago, when they first launched, absolutely. Chris Jericho, by far, was the biggest signing, until recently, was the biggest signing in the history of AEW, and you cannot tell me otherwise, because he was a guy that immediately gave this brand credibility. Mm. He immediately introduced them as a main event player in the wrestling scene. He had to have helped get them that 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 big TV deal. He was their first world champion. He was their first main event superstar. Chris Jericho is a superstar, and him hopping over to AEW was a huge deal, and until just this past week was the biggest signing in the history of the company. But you look at where they are now, the bevy of talent they got, the young guys that they have built over the last two years, the megastars that they brought in and are still yet to bring in. Mm -hmm. 
It's why Cody Rhodes is kind of faded to the back. Mm -hmm. It's why I think Chris Jericho is going to fade to the back. I don't know if he's leaving AEW, but this makes a ton of sense for a guy like Chris Jericho to no longer be in the limelight, to let other guys like Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy and, and Malachi Black and Miro and Dan Brian Danielson and CM Punk take the center stage. And also as a wrestling fan on the objective, this is this is me being a pro pro wrestling guy. I'm not a pro WWE guy, not a pro AEW guy. I love it all. I'm gonna go to all out. I went Mark. To, mark. I'm, I'm a mark just having a good time. I'm just a wrestling mark. mark. But it is, it is mark, a, I don't I don't mark. think it's great for the industry if everyone's just going one place and they're not going to the other. You yeah. know? It's gonna so, happen. It's gonna uh, and happen. I think I think the natural thing would be if Jericho does come back. There are plenty of fun things he can do with people he hasn't done anything with yet. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy who likes a good dance partner and likes a good dance routine. Oh, there yeah. are some things he could do there. Him coming back and he said he loved being an influence and being an ear. There was a line of people to talk to him at Dynamite. He loved now being the sage wizard, right? He liked yeah. that role and he understands he's in that position. Um, if I'm WWE and I can get him back, Raw, SmackDown, no. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Come on oh, down. Let's boy. get you in NXT. That'd Let's get you chasing at Samoa Joe. Let's get you in the ear. All these young guys. We'll pay you a big bunch of money, and you get to do something fun. It's in Florida. You don't have to travel far. It's right here, and you, you can, can do, do your promo class and everything. I uh, with Fozzy. I here's have the him thing. in NXT. Jericho in NXT. I think is an exciting thing. Here's the thing. I fell for it last night, and it it took my podcast co-host Matt uh, to to set me straight. Look at Jericho's eyes, and he was emotional. So you're thinking he is re literally realizing this might be his last match at All Out, and I'm coming to. And I fell for and it. We it, could be wrong. We yeah, he got absolutely wrong. He told me no. Jericho is such a good actor. You know, there's so many things that are making you think he's leaving AEW. Fozzie's going on tour throughout September, October, and November. Guess what? There are no Wednesday dates on that tour. By the way. Uh, Jericho's uh, playing that uh, and they didn't even bring up how he looked emotional. I just noticed that from watching Dynamite last night. And so I think Jericho wins it all out. Um, I think just based on interviews Jericho's had over the past year that I don't think WWE is imminent. I, I don't rule it out to end his career, but I don't think it's going to be next year. I think he's going to stay with AEW. I mean, and also that wouldn't surprise me either. That wouldn't surprise me. But but if he does leave in January, tell you what, what better person to hand the reins of the inner circle to than Sammy Guevara? Bonafide superstar. The fans love him. He has risen so much ever since he re he wrestled the very first match in AEW history, by the way. So and he's come so far since that day. So uh, what a great place to leave to go over to WWE and uh wrestle mjf again because i think mjf be one of those guys i agree first guy <laughs> i agree over because i think mjf he's a businessman first and foremost i don't know that for sure i don't know him at all never met him never talked to him he strikes me as a business guy and if he's, no, 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 he's a business man yeah he's a business man, man. <laughs> he's 25 he's 25 he's gonna want to test that water before he hangs up the boots so if guarantee if wwe backs up the brinks truck to his house He's going. He's gone. He's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. And he he'll is... instantly be the most hated man. And that think of think of that kind of moment. Think yeah. of that Kevin Nash level moment just in reverse, where MJF shows up on Monday Night Raw, and then you get, you know, 
Jimmy Smith losing his damn mind. What the hell is he doing He's here? not supposed to be here. To be honest, he would be a fool to not give it a run in his career because he's 25 for christ's sakes yeah <laughs> and look at how good he is so he he definitely has to have a wwe run somewhere in his career guaranteed speaking of wwe we're 30 minutes in we haven't talked about SummerSlam. uh that summer slam at some point in the next few minutes guys i'll be popping out of here uh summer slam he's gotta go was... do some to- some media thing some stand-up zoom call he's for... gotta be a he's gotta be a funny guy for stars or some bullshit can't do his real job Ooh. <laughs> wow thanks for pulling i, I you know wow. that wasn't public knowledge rick Oh wow. well, <laughs> this this podcast ain't public yet. So yeah. by by the time it goes public, yeah, know. we got time. I will be covering the. Hey, you get to watch a debut. You get to watch a debut of a punk in a different way, right? Yes, I get yeah. to. I'll be the first crowd to see Punk's acting role in in heels. I'll be at the Chicago screening that with Stephen Amell, the Arrow himself, Michael Malley from Nickelodeon's Guts, going to be. Ah, I love that show. And, and so I get to cover that, and hopefully, maybe we'll be, we'll be talking to somebody that we just spent a lot of time talking about. Hopefully, uh, but Michael Malley, Michael Malley's a good guy. Something to talk about: WWE very successful weekend for them in yeah. Las Vegas. Uh, over fifty thousand people attended. This is the biggest show for pro wrestling worldwide in the last two years. It is also the most profitable mm-hmm. show that WWE has had in years in terms of money it brought in some of the highest merchandise sales the company has had in years in an individual event one of the highest ticket gates they've ever had uh and rick is now wearing his hat because the man is back a lot of big returns at SummerSlam. and rick also Uh, forgot to lock his computer at one point at SummerSlam. yes (laughs) what what's going on here rick you don't password protection you just leave control alt delete lock I thought I was in a very safe, very professional environment where I thought I had backup in Jose G. Jose with the heel turn. Yeah, and and (laughs) Jose, instead of saying, oh, hey, Rick, yeah, let me close your laptop for you. No, 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 let me me Salcedo, don't do that. Uh, Denise Haxedo, that's what it is. Haxedo, yeah. Got in there. It's not hard to hack when the computer is open. True. You got hacked, dude. I was literally gone for two minutes, and I come back. And all hell's breaking loose. And uh, I had and, more notifications on my Twitter <laughs> from Denise tweeting as me than I ever have <laughs> as me. <laughs> uh, tell me about it, man. Uh, SummerSlam, quite the experience. Uh, dude, it was uh, insane. Like I said at the top of the show, this was this is something where I'm still trying to get uh, in my right frame of mind, uh, trying to get reacclimated from the Western time zone and also all the rum that I drank. Top notch event uh, put on by WWE. The, the press junket was absolutely incredible. Uh, getting to go to the tryout the day before uh, on Thursday in uh, Las Vegas and getting to talk to somebody who literally just got uh, their, their WWE contract offered to him 30 minutes prior, uh, getting to sit there and, and take part in the, the Triple H uh, Q&A. It was, uh, it was incredible. A great event. A fantastic event put on by WWE. Those press junkets. Uh, Sean Rossap uh, from Fightful.com said something similar on on Twitter the other day. These press junkets are are great, absolutely great. Very easy to put on. Um, everybody gets five to seven minutes with the superstars that they they trotted out there. Um, you know, we talked uh, myself and Jose. We talked to seven, eight, nine, ten different people. We talked to Drew McIntyre and Nikki Ash on back to back days. Uh, as a matter of fact, off 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 camera, Drew McIntyre comes up to me on Friday morning. He was like. 
oh Jesus, what are we gonna talk about today? <laughs> I came up with some new questions for you. He's, he's great. A professional. Yeah, he's, he's a professional. professional. He gets he gets it, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, uh, everything was uh, was fantastic. And then the show itself came and went, and it was a night of of ups and downs. None bigger than the returns of the man, Becky Lynch, and, and, and Brock Lesnar. And at both of those instances, both of those instances, man, the entire arena was shaking. A fantastic venue. The, the Vegas Raiders have a hell of a home field advantage. Because with that roof closed and the crowd going nuts, man, the stadium is insane. The decibels in there are off the charts. Literally, my computer was shaking. <laughs> also, my hands were shaking when Becky Lynch came back because I'm the biggest Becky Lynch homer on well, the planet. Yeah. Um, and that was a beautiful swerve uh, that WWE did. But, man, it was uh, it was incredible. It was an incredible scene to be there for, for all of those. And you got to give credit to WWE. AEW hit them with a big-ass stick with CM Punk. And just WWE, the night before. Just yep. the night before. And WWE, to their credit, they put on the biggest glove possible and gave them the biggest counterpunch they could. Nothing they could do was going to match CM Punk coming back to wrestling in seven years. But bringing back Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar on the same night was the best thing that they could do. And now, SmackDown tomorrow night, where they're both going to be on there, mm -hmm. babyface Brock and mm -hmm. heel Becky Lynch, which we'll get to in just a few moments. Uh, that's must-watch television, boys. Yeah, Didn't it's gonna hurt be. Then you had Cena and Reigns in the main event, and a fantastic main event at that. Mm -hmm. There were some off things on it, some silly sketches they tried that didn't work uh, in front of 50,000 people, right? Yeah. Uh, but overall, I thought this was a thumbs-up SummerSlam. I thought this was a very, very fun show. The good yeah. the good was great, and it outweighed the bad. And then the next night, you had an incredible NXT TakeOver, which was absolutely fantastic. I'm going to pop out, guys. I do have to run over and do this show. I will be covering Heels, the screen tonight. CM Punk will be there. We'll get to see more about it. Follow our socials. Follow me, at Kev Kellum, for all the latest. We'll have a lot more. Take care. Have a good one, boys. See you, yep. Kev. All right. So I'll take over here. In All here. right. Appreciate everybody who is joining he in here on the Inside Cradle. Rick Uchino and uh, Jeremy Bennett going to be finishing out the rest of the show today. Let me, since Kevin's popped out, let me get the good background in. There, there we go. Go. Get the branding there in there. Oh, yes. Get the branding. Welcome in. Uh, everybody. So again, uh, Jeremy SummerSlam, uh, just absolutely uh, fantastic. And again, all those interviews that I talked about with with, with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, Nikki Ash, and and so many more people. I'm again, I'm just forgetting off the top of my head. Uh, Dewdrop had a great conversation with Dewdrop. What a sweetheart she is. Yeah. Uh, all of that is up on the Sports Gator Wrestling YouTube channel. So make sure uh, to check it out. So uh, we got we got must see television. First off, the man is back, and didn't get to talk about this uh, ad nauseum because I was. Really, I, I was losing my mind so much over the fact <laughs> that he was back that I didn't realize the match with Bianca Belair was over before I really started paying attention. I saw the punch. I saw the manhandle slam. And then I'm like, wait, did the ref just count three? 27 seconds. Is this is this bitch over already? What I love I hell? love that. I love that name, by the way, the manhandle slam. That That is great. Right. I love that. Name. And that, that's part of Becky Lynch's shtick, man. She yeah. is great at puns. And now she is back. I got a pun of my own. The man is back. She is ready to take over and complete the manifest destiny. Taking over everything in WWE from the East Coast all the way to the Pacific Ocean out in the West Coast. She is back. I am so damn happy. But a lot of people got pissed off about this, Jeremy. A lot yeah. of people thought the WWE, including Nikki Bella. On the SummerSlam oh. red carpet. Ooh, old, old uh, Scott Fishman got an interview, and that went viral. That went viral. 
Yeah, uh, Scott Fishman and Denise Salcedo had two viral interviews. Denise with Bianca Belair. Yeah. Her loss moments. Yeah. After. And then Scott talking to Nikki Bella. And Nikki's like, I'm paraphrasing here, but that was bullshit. And yeah. There are a lot of people who feel that way yeah. about Bianca Belair. Uh, here we are almost a, a week later now. Your yeah. reaction. Ryan Satin. Ryan Satin said uh, while they were showing the the, vin, uh, the 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 little stills from SummerSlam at Monday Night Raw, they were booing when Becky Lynch was shown on I think Monday. I, I would I would venture a guess. I will venture a guess, and we'll get to this that they were booing the booking, not mm, Becky Lynch. That probably, would I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, but your reaction now that we've had some time to to settle on this, uh, uh, Bianca Belair losing in 27 seconds to Becky Lynch. Arrested. Didn't like. I didn't like that. But I mean, I've said this all along. Becky Lynch was not scheduled to wrestle until October. They were playing it safe. They uh, this was an audible. Uh, obvious, okay, they well, yeah, they had the shirts printed up. Well, yes, Becky Lynch was probably gonna show up at SummerSlam regardless. If the yep. if the Sasha Banks and Bianca match was gonna happen, Becky Lynch was probably gonna come out and face the winner. I was I picked Sasha Banks to win that match, um, and it was gonna be a Becky and Sasha showdown. But you got to play it safe with the man. She has not wrestled in 16 months and was not scheduled to wrestle for yet another two months, you know, a month and a half, two months from now. So you got to play it safe. So that's uh, granted. Was it the best way to do it? Maybe she, maybe they should have made it a triple threat. And she did this all to Carmella after throwing Bianca out of the ring and do it that way in a minute. You know, maybe that would have been a better way to go, but you still had to play it safe with Becky. You lost her for 16 months due to, uh, you know, having a family, which was great, you know, in a great yeah. moment when she told Oscar, I mean, that was a tremendous moment on raw when, uh, in, in the, uh, uh, I think they were still in the performance center at that time. And so you have to play it safe. They had to, they had to do something on the fly, sort of, I guess, according to Meltzer, they knew for eight days that Becky Lynch was not going to be, or they knew for eight days that Sasha Banks was not going to be at SummerSlam, but regardless, you have to play it safe. She hasn't wrestled in 16 months and was not, supposed to wrestle that night i i i get where you're coming from i really really do and i thought this in the moment that there is a much better way mm. uh they could have they could have done that um you know because i look at I look at the way kevin owens lost the universal championship to goldberg right? yeah Ugh. spear jackhammer that's it like after months of him just like well. being a dominant champion we're supposed to expect that a one spear and a jackhammer with no buildup whatsoever can take out yeah. kevin owens and that was yeah. the same thing with bianca belair bianca belair is a tough son of a bitch yeah she is i mean she, she said she said all those ass. she set all those performance center uh records in the in the gym there you know i mean look at what she went she went through literal hell with bailey inside <laughs> hell in the cell to come out on top yeah and we're supposed to one forearm and a man hand and a rock bottom basically one forearm and a rock bottom when she was fresh as hell, is going to take her out. I don't buy that booking. I the don't. Art of surprise, Rick. Right. The art of surprise. Which is why I don't like the forearm. <laughs> Becky yeah. Lynch has that throat punch in her in her arsenal. I would have rather have gone with the throat punch to where Bianca is struggling to breathe. Yeah. Then she takes the manhandle slam, and then she gets pinned. I could buy that, but even still, give me a three minute match, man. I give like. Me a three, give me a three minute match where Bianca is dominating Becky. You can have the commentators playing off on the fact that Becky looks rusty and Bianca is, is just beating the crap out of her. She can sell. I don't mm. care how easy you got to take it with Becky or how, you know, limited they, they made her. If they did, she can still sell. 
Bianca could have looked incredibly strong for three minutes. She then she could have got cocky because that's what it was. You know, she got she could get cocky. She could get arrogant. That could play into her character. Yeah. And then Becky hits her with that surprise throat punch, hits her with the, the manhandle slam or locks her into the disarmor and wins the shock. You want to go for shock factor. That's fine. But there would have been better ways to keep Bianca looking strong than what yeah. they did. Now, granted, we don't know the end game. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be all about how they follow this up now. Right. I don't think I would be stunned. Actually, I don't think Bianca Belair is going to get Nikki ashed because Nikki drops the Raw Women's Championship to Charlotte a month after winning the damn thing. And then on Monday is nowhere near the title is nowhere no. near Charlotte is now no. seemingly in a tag team with with Rhea Ripley. Or at least that's what they're they're teasing there, which we'll get to that and coming up here in just a few moments here on the inside cradle. This is going to be set up for something bigger for Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is a star. She is money. They know that. Becky Lynch hasn't been beaten since the Royal Rumble of 2019 in one-on-one -on -one competition. Yeah. yeah. Not cleanly, anyway. She did lose it money in the bank to Charlotte, but that a lot of extenuating circumstances there. A win over Becky Lynch really makes Bianca Belair, and I think that's what's going to be the build here. Mm -hmm. And my only concern is... Can Becky Lynch get heat? I think, I think she could, but she's, but right now I'm not sure. And that's why even if Becky Lynch did request to come back as a heel, I don't know if I would have gone that route this quickly because it's been 16 months. Yeah. People have been dying to see her. People have literally been chanting her name over Seth Rollins and Charlotte Flair and the like. They want to be happy that she's back. We were happy for all of about 90 seconds. Before we started going, what the hell was that? <laughs> I don't care if this was Becky's idea. I just don't think it's a good idea right now. Ultimately, I could be proved wrong, but I don't think she's going to get booed on Friday. I no. really, really don't. No, and I thought this was going to be a catalyst to turn Bianca heel because Bianca does yes. work pretty good. She does yes. work pretty good as a heel, and so I thought this was going to be the way. And then we saw the report literally uh, uh, a day after that the plan is to make Becky Lynch heel. I'm like, hey, good luck with that. You're going to have to literally pipe in booze to make us believe this basically and and here and the question is is how are they going to do it yeah because it's, it's going to have to be in her promo somehow you know they can't, I, they can't do what they did the last time if, the last if she, time the last time when they tried to make her a heel they went with they went the lazy route oh i'm going to insult the audience you guys weren't really behind me bullshit we've been literally chanting your name for months yeah you can't insult us because we're not buying it so she can't insult the audience it's not going to work and you know, she she can't go back to doing the chicken shit heel crap. The thing that kept I got it. The thing I that, got it. The thing that kept that evolution match with Charlotte Flair from being a perfect five star match was Becky trying to run away with the championship. That's yeah. not her character anymore. She becomes the drip goddess with Seth Rollins. Boom. Comes out in some fancy suits. Bam. All right. So it was fun having Jeremy uh, on the show. Uh, I guess I'll have to uh, continue. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, a I'm a terrible solo host, so you're lucky. You don't like that idea, huh? Uh, no, I don't think uh, I don't think Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch. No, they don't want. No, they don't want to. They don't want to work together. They want to be on the same show, obviously, but they don't want to work together. I, I get. I get why WWE did it initially. They really wanted to capitalize on it. Yeah. But their characters, as Seth Rollins said in a recent interview, just did not mesh. They didn't. No. They didn't work. They they have tremendous chemistry with one another obviously you know, they made a kid <laughs> yes they have tremendous chemistry with one another on screen character wise they don't 
we'll see how this this Becky Lynch heel turn works. I if I'm WWE, I'm keeping it open ended. Right. I'm keeping it a possibility for either one of these ladies to turn heel. They're gonna have to do the Steve. They're gonna have to do the just like Becky Lynch is. They're gonna have to do the Steve Austin thing and yeah. and try as hard as they can. And and if they fail, she's still a massive baby face. You know, hey, either a tweener. You know, I think Becky Lynch has reached that upper echelon where Charlotte Flair is, where she's not a baby face. She's not a heel. She's Becky Lynch. It's kind of like it's kind of like Britt Baker. Yeah, just like just. Let her be the anti-hero. She can attack baby faces and heels and beef with everybody like because you need people like that. You really yeah. do. She is a star. She's going to continue to move her merchandise. You know, she's going to continue to make you guys money. All of that is great. But don't try to dictate. Don't try to get us to boo her. Yeah. Just let her do her stuff. And if we decide to boo her, we decide to boo her. If not, you can you can take another avenue. You can turn Bianca Belair heel, which I think would be a, a much easier route. And I think she would play a tremendous heel. I'm not saying Becky doesn't know how to get heat, but she's just so beloved at this point. It's going to be interesting to see how they don't insult us. Don't sit here and say that Becky Lynch, 16 months after a teary goodbye saying, I'm going to miss you guys, is going to yeah. come back and then say, screw the, all you people. The beautiful thing about this is if you run Becky Lynch heel, and when Bailey comes back, all four horsewomen are heel. That's and that that could be something magical that they could run with down yeah. the line. That that's one of the things that popped into my head earlier this week. Yeah. All of them are heel right now. All yeah. of them. You got three of them on the same damn show. Mm -hmm. If Bailey wasn't hurt right now, imagine oh. the Survivor Series match we could have. We could have some fun. When is she due back, by the way? Bailey? Yeah. Oh, easily nine months. Yeah. Easily. I mean, it, at least that was that that was the initial report. She's talking about what an ACL bad yeah. knee injury. She had to have surgery. When did she go down again? <sighs> Gee, it was right. It was two weeks before live crowds came back. So middle mm -hmm. of July. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're talking after WrestleMania next year. So who yeah. knows how everything is, is going <laughs> to out. Uh, right. who, what's going Char on? Charlotte might not be there. Who knows? She who might is, leave the company. <laughs> who knows what's going on with Sasha Banks right now? To be completely honest with you, that's still, you know, yeah. And that's the other thing. Nobody knows. That's the other wrench in all of this plan. Are you just going to abandon the Sasha Banks storyline because she wasn't able to be there at SummerSlam? Or, dude, I mean, look, there's a lot of options on the table. You could go triple threat. I don't mm -hmm. know if you go triple threat at, at Extreme Rules and put the title right back on Bianca. I don't know if you wait uh, until Saudi Arabia or you wait all the way until Survivor Series. I mean, it, it's there's a. I don't know when Becky Lynch's first title defense is going to be. It's weird that we haven't heard anything for Sasha. And when you don't hear anything in this era, it's probably you, you got to assume it's probably was COVID then, because that's the one thing that WWE completely just does not say anything about is when they've had COVID. So outside of Drew McIntyre, who uh, would openly say it. So but you don't know. I mean, but at the same time, like Meltzer said, they knew for eight days she was not going to be at SummerSlam. So obviously something's going on. And but it's just kind of weird that we have zero word on what what it was yeah and, and a lot of people will criticize wwe about advertising sasha banks right up until the match started mm. um had they gone with carmella i would have been mm. right there with you i yeah. would have been right there the i i remember staring at jose who was to my right jose g as soon as you know bianca did her little her little mic promo on carmella and the referee yeah. raised up his raised up the belt like this this match was getting underway i looked over at jose and i said they literally could not have handled this worse yeah and then the downbeat hit, and I, along with 50,000 other people, lost my ever-loving mind. 
because they got me. They got me with the yep. swerve, and it was that big moment. And the one thing that I loved, God, because because Becky Lynch is so damn good at this. She throws Bian she throws Carmella out of the ring, goes over to Bianca and says, "I'll be right back." And then make sure to take Carmella out. It's like, I got a good shot. Okay, now I'm going to turn my attention to you. And right before she even turned her head to Carmella, she just got this annoyed look on her face. Yeah. Becky Lynch is so good with the facial. She is edge level good with yeah. facial expressions and telling a story in the ring. She just gets that annoyed look on her face, turns around, takes out Carmella, looks back at Bianca. I'll be right back. And then goes and takes out Carmella again before hopping into the ring. And then she yeah. did it again. Right as she was going ready to shake her hand, Bianca's she drew her in. She made eye contact with Bianca. Bianca looks down. She eats the forearm, and then you know we're off with the with the heel turn. I'm very interested to see how this plays out. Another uh, really interesting aspect here because if you would have bet me money that Becky Lynch was going to come back and be a heel, I would have lost a ton. Mm -hmm. If you would have bet me money that when Brock Lesnar came back, he was going to be a babyface. I would have lost a lot of money on that. And now with the beast back after what was a tremendous SummerSlam main event between uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena, one that made children cry, one that made literal children yeah. cry. There. And Roman Reigns was so good on the bump. If you didn't see their reaction, go check out. The <laughs> good. Um, Brock Lesnar comes down. We get a face-to-face. And obviously, this is teasing big things. Paul Heyman played his role spectacularly here. Paul Heyman looked like, you know, the the high school senior who was told not to throw a party while his parents were out of town and yeah. came back early in the middle of the party. That is what Paul Heyman looked like. It was like daddy's home, daddy's home, and I'm in trouble. And it was now weird. Gonna... It, it was weird. It was like Paul did. Paul had like the perfect reaction. It wasn't really shock. It wasn't really fear. It was just like, I don't know what to do because <laughs> I don't know how to feel right now because I'm in a parallel. I'm in this parallel universe where my tribal chief and now my the guy I've been advocating for years are now face to face. What what do I do? <laughs> but this was the only situation to bring Brock Lesnar back for because of Paul Heyman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And when, when Paul Heyman first aligned himself with Roman Reigns, this was the scenario that I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to know what's going to happen when Brock Lesnar comes back. Yeah. Well, now a full year later, Brock Lesnar's back with the crowds. Paul Heyman is still by the tribal chief, who is the universal champion. And now here's your old client. What are we going to do? I'm wondering if Paul's going to try and form an alliance here. Yeah. It's going to blow up badly in his face. It will. Friday's going to be a lot of fun just to see what direction things are going to go. Um, and, and the cool thing is after you do this thing with Lesnar and Reigns, then hopefully, uh, then hopefully maybe they shift some gears and then we get that dream match with Lesnar and Lashley that we've been waiting for a long time as well. Uh, I mean, there's a draft coming up. And the, the timing of everything is going to be very interesting. I don't know when Bianca and, and Becky get back in the ring with one another. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Sasha Banks uh, gets involved in, in any of that, depending on what her situation is. But I mean, you, you talk about the next pay-per-view is a month from today. Yep. It, it's September 26th, Columbus, Ohio, extreme rules. How big are we making that pay-per-view? <laughs> think we're getting Becky and Bianca 
and Reigns and Lesnar in Columbus, Ohio at Extreme Rules? Because I sure as hell don't. I don't think that's going down at all. So it's going to be interesting. How do you bridge the gap? Yeah. I think I think with Reigns, you have a very logical choice in Finn Balor because Finn Balor lost out on his opportunity at SummerSlam. Yep. He's going to be coming come calling tonight. I wouldn't be or tomorrow night. I wouldn't be surprised if Roman Reigns kicks off the show or kicks off hour two, calls out Brock Lesnar, and it's Finn Balor who shows up because we haven't seen Finn Balor really since he lost the opportunity to John Cena. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that makes a ton of sense for Finn Balor to get his shot at at Extreme Rules and then save Lesnar for Saudi Arabia or for Survivor Series, you know, down the line because we know Brock comes and goes as he pleases. So they have plenty of time to let this story play out. And you have Finn Balor there. I don't know what you do with Bianca and and Becky, but it's it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know how you can stretch that out, but. I mean, you could probably do Bianca and Becky at Extreme Rules and then maybe work your way towards a triple threat at Survivor Series, possibly. Now, I will be at Extreme Rules. I'm in Cincinnati, uh, so that's just a quick 90-minute drive for me. So if they do put that match on the card, I fully expect Becky Lynch to lose that match because (laughs) outside of SummerSlam, I have never been in attendance where she's won anything. Oh, boy. Uh, So, you know, but granted, I haven't really seen her. God, Max. So, like, I have bad luck with Becky Lynch at live events until SummerSlam. I've had bad luck. So, like, I will go to a SmackDown in Cincinnati and she's not there because she's filming the Marine or it's or something like that. Or I show up to Monday Night Raw and it was literally like after she won at WrestleMania in 2019, she literally shows up for three seconds, beats up Lacey Evans and then leaves. And that was like all we saw for the women's division, like the entire night. Uh, so it's like, I have really, or I go to, uh, um, what was it? Fast lane in Columbus where she's in a random mixed tag match and she's the one that gets pinned. So it's like, <sighs> very bad luck until SummerSlam. So maybe uh SummerSlam has uh, turned my luck around when it comes to the man. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Well, or SummerSlam where she, she got caught in some bad booking and now is getting booed. So maybe that is your fault. <laughs> Dude, she wasn't getting she wasn't getting booed at SummerSlam. That True. place was raucous. Yeah, start to finish, all twenty seven seconds uh, of that match. That crowd was uh, was losing their ever loving minds. I will say this: it is it was so great seeing her back for the first time in sixteen months. We are guaranteed to see Becky Lynch on WWE TV Friday night. Cannot wait. Uh, we will be breaking it all down after it's over uh, on Smack Talk. Uh, right after uh, SmackDown and right after Rampage at 11.05. I do believe we're still going at 11.05. We're waiting for the man himself, Dutch Mantel, to say, yeah, all right, let's do it, which we definitely should do yeah. it. Uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. So uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely be down, uh, be on after SmackDown here on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, and all those other channels, and we will break down everything that goes on uh, with uh, Friday Night SmackDown. What happens with the Beast? What happens with the man? Uh, we will be there uh, breaking it all down myself, Dutch Mantel, and SP3. Do have one final thing we get to before we wrap up. I did have somebody uh, tweet at me this week. Uh, it's our first follower question and feel free. You, you see my uh, handle there on the screen at Rick Uchino. Give me a follow, uh, closing in on 2200 followers, which I really, really appreciate. You can get, you can tweet me questions anytime, anytime. And I will bring them up on the show. Just like, uh, the tweet that I got, uh, from, uh, at queen M O N eight. Her name is queen, uh, Monet, I believe. Uh, she wants to know my opinion on a possible Rhea Ripley. Nikki A.S.H. tag team. 
And this was something that was heavily, heavily teased on Monday. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really weird because I have a lot of mixed feelings when it comes to, to Nikki A.S.H., who is a tremendous uh, human being. Again, got to talk to her twice. Both of those interviews are up on the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube channel. I feel like she got a really, really raw deal after she won uh, the Money in the Bank and then run the wall, run, won the Raw Women's Championship. Um, a lot of confusing bookings surrounding Nikki A.S.H. since she won the title to when she dropped it. And then there's a lot of questionable things about what they did with Rhea Ripley because I thought the whole arc of her character was to get that win back over Charlotte Flair eventually, and she never did. And now Charlotte Flair is the Raw Women's Champion, and then on Monday, neither one of those women are anywhere near the title picture. It's like, nope, we're done with all that for now. Now we got to find something for them to do. Hey, we need tag teams. Why don't we throw a superhero and the nightmare together. So we got Nikki A.S.H. and her version of Nightwing, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Batman or Robin, whatever you want to call him. It, it, God, you just saw Nikki like jump into her arms and celebrate. <laughs> this, is, this is great. And then Rhea's just like, what the hell's going on here? It's like, it was like Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man 3 trailer when uh, Spider-Man <laughs> called him Steve and he's like, strange but i'll allow it I'll you know allow like it. It's, it feels weird but i'll allow it that's the same vibe i got which was interesting because i think that trailer dropped right around the same time that this happened on monday yeah uh, but uh i don't know man i i'm not mad at it i'm mad at the fact that neither one of them are in the title picture right now i'm mad at the fact that both of them kind of got screwed over by bad booking none of which is charlotte's fault by the way don't take it out on her but they need something to do i'm not mad at them in a tag team no, I mean, and obviously, especially with the cuts they made and, and moves they made, I mean, there's a lack of tag teams in the WWE right now. So they need to start kind of building these tag teams up once again. And yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I think uh, I think it'll be a pairing that sh should work down the road, I think. Yeah, and it's quirky. There's a lot of different things that you could go, you know, mm -hmm. with it. Uh, and I'm not mad at the fact that, you know, they want to do Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, I think Alexa Bliss has been out of the title picture for a very, very long time, yeah. but it, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. What they did to Nikki this weekend, because yeah. the entire story leading up to SummerSlam was at least my interpretation of it was she won the title via fluke. And now it's her showing that she has earned it, that she deserves it. And she's going to see speed bumps along the way. She lost to Charlotte, but then she beat her the following week. She lost to Rhea, but she's going to come back. She's going to get this big win in the biggest match of her career at SummerSlam. And instead, the booking is, oh, nope, you're going to tap out to Charlotte. Everything we just did over the last five weeks mean a damn thing. Yeah. And now you're getting thrown into this makeshift tag team with Rhea Ripley when you should still be the Raw Women's Champion and you should still be feuding with Alexa Bliss. That's yeah. Worry, that's the angle to go. It's not Alexa randomly targeting Charlotte. No, it's Alexa and Nikki. Especially yep. The way that their two characters have gone. Batman that's and Joker. It. Batman and Joker. Thank you. That's I, it. And they and all the history they've had too. I mean, this was perfect. Maybe they're saving that for later. Maybe if Alexa, because I mean, hell, Charlotte ain't gonna hold that belt for long. She never holds a belt for long. So uh, maybe they're maybe they're saving Alexa and Nikki for uh, down the line. Maybe a WrestleMania or something uh, or a big pay per view. Maybe they're they're kind of saving that. Maybe or maybe whatever faith they had in Nikki just disappeared like like that. You know, because I mean, she only had a 33 day title reign. So it, it I, definitely seemed to me that 
they thought the character was going to get over quicker than it did. Yeah. A uh, lot of mixed reactions. But I mean, this is this is a character, you know, WWE people, we hate change. Uh, remember, we hated the New Day at first. Uh, and now they're one of the most beloved groups of of all time. You know, it takes it takes time. It takes patience. Yeah. Um, people adore Nikki Cross as a human being. They adore yeah. crazy Nikki Cross. Uh, they it took a while for people to to get in get on board with Nikki and Alexa, but eventually they were. I just think WWE didn't want to be as patient with Nikki as Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, and I mean you see all the fan art and everything. I mean there is there is a following for her. I don't. I just don't think there is a a a mass following or a uh, a casual following so to speak for her but there they, is a there is a following and they didn't do her any favors they did no. her favors by having her lose uh after winning the, the the i i again i understand the story of what they were trying to tell but then at the end of it they didn't follow through to make any of that make sense so then they just had her lose nonsensically yeah uh, they were putting her on in the third hour when her key demographic was asleep <laughs> right and, and then they didn't have any Nikki ASH merch until three days, three, four days before SummerSlam. Yeah, like it, it, it wouldn't have gotten in the mail by the time you headed to SummerSlam no. or, you know, if you know, like that. So you could have uh, had kids everywhere. They still aren't. As far as I know, they still aren't selling masks. They aren't selling masks. They aren't selling capes. Those are slam dunk kids. Kid, you know, I think oh. I think I think we're all waiting for that that big moment. And maybe that big moment is where you get her on screen with Mighty Molly and the Hurricane. Um, you know, get those three together somehow and just do something that's going to be entertaining. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to come somewhere down the line. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe my mighty Molly comes in for a, a, a one-off tag match with uh, Nikki somewhere down the line too, you know, uh, when, when Rhea turns on her, cause that's going to happen uh, guaranteed. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's going to be those moments that are, uh, that may, uh, that may make, this character finally turned that corner and, and maybe those kind of nostalgia um, kind of passing of the torch of these superheroes passing the torch to this superhero might be that moment to kind of bring her into a casual type of acceptance. I had an epiphany just, uh -oh. like lightning just struck uh -oh. my brought up hurricane. Stop. You know, what, you know what Nikki and, and Rhea that tag team, you know what they, they kind of remind me of. Hurricane and Rosie. Yeah. Could you imagine the internet meltdown <laughs> dressed up Rhea in a superhero <laughs> outfit? Could you imagine? I want to see it now just to watch it's, the world burn. It's going to happen now. You just brought it into existence, Rick. It's happening now all because oh, of you. Goodness. You just willed oh. it into existence, Rick. Oh, I, want to see, I want to. I don't want to see anything more in my life. Like this is. This it's is happening one. now. It's happening now. We've never. We, we have I not. See, we we I, have not seen. Uh, we have not really seen outside of maybe a a, a hair change. We have not really seen uh, a a look, a different look on Rhea Ripley outside of her, you know, baby face, white meat baby face, May Young classic appearance. Now, so we've seen the same kind of appearance. Yeah, you, you just you just brought you just you just. You just created a monster. Oh, but here, Rick. But here's the thing, man. I'm not. I'm not sitting here saying they should put her in some bright red, uh, you know, spandex suit and you know put a wig on her or anything like that. Not so kind of like, kind of like Nightwing. I so would say no, man. I'm thinking Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, I'm cat, I'm, yes. I'm thinking meow. what what Rhea likes to wear those that tight leather, leather full length, like badass superhero 
bitch chick kind of outfit. You know what and I'm then saying? She has like a mask and she has like a cat mask and put neat. her in something like that. Michelle Pfeiffer level badass Batman returns. That's what I'm talking about. Put that up next to Nikki ASH. That makes some sense. And I think fans would be more all about that than that'll, if they tried to completely change Rhea and put her in some kind of red butterfly suit. That'll definitely pull in the male demographic for sure. <laughs> but you you agree that would play better. That would play a lot better. Yeah, if, I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, God, I, for guy, I would not want to do... Uh, any like humiliate i mean the humiliation with rosie was a different thing because it was comedic and it was funny and he played it off so well i don't think it would translate that well with Rhea, maybe but i don't know i i just i, I like your idea much better than than trying to make her into a colorful superhero yeah and, and that's the thing man it's like i'm not sitting here and trying to say that we take Rhea ripley and completely change her and we put her into like this comic character and i don't even think like uh nikki should be a comedic character i wanted them to book her seriously and they did and they have she's lost her matches but she's been a, a true competitor and a trooper throughout all of this yeah so if this is the direction they're going to go you know and you're trying to build a a dynamic with these two eventually down the line i would like to see and I, I wish they would do this with Nikki too. I would play more into the the superhero aspect of it. I would like to see actually Nikki Cross and Nikki Ash. Oh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Nikki outside as her alter ego or her Kelly, secret, her, Kelly almost, her almost secret identity. Kind of uh, like Gregory Helms did. You know. Yes, exactly. I mean, play into this. Give me a give me a spotlight with a butterfly on it. Give me the Nikki symbol. Give and me. Then she, and she just takes off running. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> Give me an actual Nikki mobile that she can drive down to the ring in. I mean, there's ways to get this character. Give me some, over. give me some boom and pow graphics when she lands punches. Yes. <laughs> there are ways to do this, man. They need to hire us as bookers. Come on, man, dude. I would take a job with WWE today, mm -hmm. just as the executive producer of the Nikki ASH character. Right. We'll get that mother effing character over. Right. Inside of two months, inside of two months. Cause Nikki plays it great. You just uh, give her the assistance that uh, she needs. You got to play into your audience. I think there's yeah. ways to do this. And I think a, and the more I think about it, I think a Nick, a Nikki Rhea tag team could really, really work. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see them bring up some more established tag teams to, to fuel that division because you can't just keep taking. Do we, you do aren't we, doing, do well, we, we have any, we're not taking on, we, we don't have, you know, like this person that we're not doing anything with. So let's shoehorn him with this person. I'm waiting for them to do that on SmackDown. Like I'm waiting for Lib Morgan to get put in another tag again, yeah. again, instead of, you know, her, I just want her on TV like tomorrow. That's all I want. I right. Want her, her and Tony storm. Let's go. And let's Mia actually, Yim. let's let's yes. Mia Yim, Naomi. Let's actually book some secondary women's feuds. It's harder on SmackDown because you got two hours, but you stack this card for a reason. You stack this roster for a reason. Yeah. You can't just keep putting these people on the bench. It's amazing that they've released as many people as they have and still have talented people sitting on the bench. I know. It's it's insane. And apparently, uh, this news kind of dropped today, and we'll talk about it on Top Story later on tonight with Jose, but apparently USA is getting a little irked at the stacked uh, SmackDown a little heavier than Raw right now. and. They're they're getting they're getting a little uh, irked at that whole thing, but you know what it is all about. It's all about the money. It, it, here's the other thing. There's a draft coming up in a month. Yep. So you're going to be able to spread the wealth yep. out a little bit. Going to be very very interesting to see how they do the draft this year, because 
I don't think Roman Reigns is going anywhere. No, Fox won't allow it. (laughs) Every so that's the thing, man. Because like last year they set up like draft pools and this, that, the other thing. But remember last year when Raw, because they always get the number one pick, because they always do that three-two format, three-two thing, yeah. And they picked Drew McIntyre over Roman Reigns, (laughs) one overall pick. That ain't happening this year. No. How are they going to justify Raw picking? anybody else over roman reigns number they one. may they may not do that three two thing this year who knows they've done it every year since the draft has been uh conceptualized so yeah. i don't know maybe they change things up i'd like to think so but they need to change things up because those drafts have been stale they have not been exciting i have written plenty of articles in my day on how to uh you know, on, on how to, to to spruce up that I would love to see them take a more of an NFL approach to it. Right. When they first did that draft in, in 2018, 20, no, 2019, when they first did the draft in 2019 and, and, you know, you had uh, Becky Lynch as the number one overall draft pick. Yeah. Should have been a big effing moment. She should have come out. They should have played her music. She could have popped off to the crowd. She could have given Stephanie a big old hug, you know, like they do. They hug the commish in yeah. the NFL draft. She could have, you know, done an interview. They could have said something, um, you know, make it a big deal instead of glossing over and then immediately moving over to, you know, the next pick, whoever it was for Monday Night Raw. And then they had the Fiend and this, that, and the other thing. You can make it yeah. a big deal. You only have to do 10 picks on a show. You don't have to. And then continue to, it online. To get to get around uh, your, your, your roadblock there, maybe – your champions make the picks. So Roman makes the picks for SmackDown. Bobby makes, well, you know, kayfabing it, but they, they are the mouthpieces instead of Stephanie this time, the champions are the mouthpieces. And so then you don't pick anybody over Roman because Roman's making the picks. Right. And, but that's the other reason why the, the draft works so well the first time around is because we, we knew we had Bruce Pritchard on one side. We had Paul Heyman on, on, on one side. And these were two shows that were supposedly competing with one another. Now we have the same people, the same authority figures, I would, I would yeah. have some network heads come in. I, I would, right. I would yeah. make this a Fox versus USA thing. Yeah, that's where the money is. You got to have some conflict in this. And if you're USA and you get, but that's the problem. If you're USA and you have the number one pick, how do you not pick Roman Reigns? Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. It's it'll be interesting to see how if how they the shake anything up on it. How the hell is WWE going to keep Roman Reigns and Becky Lynch on the same show? Because you know they are. They are not moving them away no. from. They're not moving him away from SmackDown, no, which no. also means that Seth Rollins is staying put. Yep. This is going to be a very interesting draft, which is supposed to be coming up uh, in about a month. Uh, yeah. So that is it, uh, guys. Make sure to give us the old follows there. You see our Twitter handles there at Rick Uccino. For those who are listening on the audio version, uh, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. And uh, follow Jeremy at J.B. Huskers uh, on Twitter. We always appreciate you guys following along. Also, make sure to subscribe to the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. We are closing in. We're this close to 20,000 subscribers on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. So much great content from SummerSlam week up there right now. Also, make sure to check out Sports Keto's website. Today, I had an article that went up with Jazzy Yang. If you don't know that name, think about the last name. Maybe you know her dad or remember her dad, Jimmy mm-hmm. Wang Yang. Uh, Jazzy is about to make her NWA debut this weekend at Empower as one third of the Free Babes, uh, as she is going to be uh, competing in the NWA Women's Tag Team Title Tournament at just 18 years old. Uh, I had a chance to talk to her this week, so that article is up right now on the uh, on SportsKita.com. So uh, make sure to check that out. Jeremy, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? 
I uh, got my podcast, Lost in the Midcard. Actually, uh, new episodes drop every Thursday, so we're going to drop one here. I'm going to work on uh, getting that processed here after we get off the air. But uh, every Thursday, Lost in the Midcard with myself and uh, fellow sports cater writer Matt Black. We've been going at it for about six and a half years now. We're uh, uh, getting ever so close to episode 300. Uh, you can follow uh, you can follow us uh, uh, podcast. Just search for Lost in the Midcard. Uh, make sure you select the new feed because we got a new feed now. Or on the YouTube, uh, just search for Lost in the Midcard there as well. Or litmcpodcast.com. That's all our socials and all of our links. All right. So again, guys, uh, we appreciate it. Inside Cradle is going to be back uh, next week, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, hopefully we'll have uh, some new interviews to drop for you. Hopefully I got I got some irons in the fire. I'm 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 working yeah. on. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting WWE. You know, I'm I'm not going to email them this week. They literally just gave me a dozen interviews in a week, <laughs> right? Uh, so I I can uh, I I can let the PR people uh, chill for, for a week. I do appreciate all the all, everything that they uh, gave us access to in the past week. Uh, those guys were uh, absolutely tremendous. We appreciate you guys, Jeremy. Kevin's not here because he's off being some you know Chicago elite. You know right. what? Whatever that he is. Tell the, fine, finest. <laughs> tell the fine folks what they need to do when watching wrestling. You got to enjoy wrestling. Yeah. Take care, everybody.